Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Pretty Mental family, welcome back. We love you. How are you? We missed you. We love you guys so much. We did miss you. We're happy to be back here with you guys. We really did. Yeah. So for today's episode, we we went on a very stream of consciousness conversation, exploring all the healing, all the rawness that's coming up around the world right now. And what it really means to be on this journey and to love each other and to love ourselves and the ripple effect that that causes for our world. Mm -hmm. And I talk about a little bit about the experience that I had this weekend. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that my beautiful niece, doggy Tommy was hit by a car and I just, I'm very thankful for the humans that held space during that time when I was in complete shock and they helped me regulate my nervous system. And I realized that this is a conversation that we should all be having because we're all going, we're all not only, we may not be going through it right now, but we're going to go through some kind of shock and it's important, or we see someone in our life who is, and it's important to know how to help them and be there for them. So we don't hurt their nervous system more than, than it already is. So We love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. If you love this conversation, we would love it if you like, subscribe if you're on YouTube or share with your friends on any other platforms. And if you feel so inclined, rate and review. Love that. That is how we grow our audience. So, and with that pretty mental family, take in a deep breath with us. And tune in. We open ourselves up fully calling in all of the energies that walk with us in this lifetime, calling in our angels, our ancestors, our spirit guides, calling in our highest self, our deepest self, calling in our rooted self. We open ourselves up for whatever wants to come through, whatever messages want to come through, whatever healing wants to come through the highest healing, the highest connection for ourselves, our community members, everyone they come in contact with and for the highest healing of the planet. We ground ourselves in, we root ourselves in, we open up our hearts, we open up our throats, we open up our minds. We open ourselves up as vessels The portal is now open. What up? Hello. (laughs) Hi, hi. 
Root, root, root. We root ourselves in to the earth's core. That is the theme right now. <laughs> it really is. Rooting is so important during transitions. My God. Yeah. And just every single day, every single, that's what I view my meditation practices and my prayers in the morning as, and even I like to go outside and just be in the sun every single morning to mm-hmm. help myself root in to my body. If I don't, I feel like I'm just flailing through the day. Like anything could pull me in any which way. Yeah. It's so important to be able to just kind of like feel your feet on the earth. And yeah. Yeah. I guess we do get flailed around if if we don't have that because our minds are just going to take up all the, all the energy is going to go to our head and kind of float out here. If we, if we don't have it like into the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that as I go through this transition for the first time in my life, maybe not the first time, but one of the very few times in my life, I've been consistently working out first thing in the morning. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like my body's just yearning for that just to kind of, to create structure. Um, and it makes, it really does make such a big difference. Yeah, it does. It It really does. Yeah. To like the first thing go out and let the sun hit your face or let the wind, even if it's cold or hot, however it is, let the natural elements just hit your body. And it primes you a little bit differently for the day. It really does make a big difference. Being in the sun and moving first thing in the morning is vital to my mental health. Vital. I started doing it really intentionally. I did it when I lived in Atlanta. Cause I remember we would sit on your porch. Yeah. You, you were such a porch person. Okay. <laughs> I'm such a stupid. Do you know I, I had, call myself that? Yeah, I, I think call so. Myself, I'm like stoop kid because I'm always like sitting on a porch you're watching like, clouds it, or birds. Yeah, you're like it doesn't matter. It, you don't have to give Valentina a fancy stoop. Just give her any kind of stoop, <laughs> whatever stoop she can get her hands on, and she will sit there for like four hours. It was crazy. You you would also go on walks for hours. I've thought about <laughs> you recently. Like I've been walking a little more, and I'm like. Oh, this is what Valentina used to oh, yeah. tap into. You used I to couldn't text believe me it. and be like, are you still walking? I'm like, yeah, like hours. I would go for hours. That's wild. Dude. I used to do that in, I think, since like middle school or high school. You did. You've always had that, that yearning. That's interesting because that's a yearning that I see evolve for people as they get older. <laughs> yeah. I don't typically see that in like a 15 year old. No, it was always me. And it was older Asians, older Asians and and Indians was considered Asians, but it was always us. It was like that culture and me and I would, and we like, we all knew each other. We all knew each other. There was this one guy who he probably still does it years would take the same route and we would always see each other. Good morning. Hello. (laughs) Every day. That's crazy. And it's interesting because that's like typically that's where like Buddhism and and Taoism and and those very slow paced trusting, not religions, but philosophies come from. Yeah. And that's and yeah, walking for me is like, I don't know how I connect to God. It's very peaceful. Yeah, it is. I think I think that just kind of getting outside of our heads and slowing down. Walking is good for that. 
Yeah. It gets you to slow down out of yeah. the pace and just in, and there might be a million things to do. There's always, there's always things on the to-do list, but to just kind of in a way rebel or kind of just kind of take ownership of, of your life and of your time. Um, walking can be a very empowered way to do that because you're not really accomplishing anything. It's not like you're working out to burn calories. It's, you know, which our culture in many ways associated exercise with like still accomplishing something with walking. You're just kind of existing. Mm -hmm. You're literally just existing. Mm -hmm. So it's a really, I, I agree. It can be a very powerful mindfulness practice to kind of take back some stillness and realize that the world didn't crash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Highly recommend 10 out of 10 walking. Try it yeah. out. Yeah. I've been, so I've been working out in the morning and then trying to get out for a walk later in the day. That's nice. So kind of like ruining my day in these two, you could call it energetic practices. Yeah. Um, it's different than like having a routine. It's like, how do we create some kind of structure to ground our energy a few times a day? Yeah. What do you mean it's different than having a routine? I think because I always associated a routine with almost like, you know, you hear people in like their morning routine. Yeah. Um, or like it just feels like so structured. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, this is more like this is it doesn't have like to it be feels any, more like goal oriented than it feels like present oriented. Yeah, just like what does my energy need? And it doesn't have to be even if I only go for like a one mile run. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like the full three miles or it doesn't have to be the full workout, but just just something I need to ground my energy outside no matter what the temperature is or what's going on weather wise in for in the morning and then ground my energy again around five, four, 5 PM, you know, but it doesn't have to happen, but I'm noticing that if I keep those kind of structures, it allows more room to feel kind of flowy in the middle of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Going outside is essential for me. It's just so essential. And I, I relate to what you're saying. Cause I do that too. I go outside many times a day. Yeah. Many times a day and just stare at the sun and talk to the sun. I talk to the sun all day. The sun feels like a soulmate for me in this lifetime. I say, <laughs> thank you for nourishing me, for loving me, for guiding me, for waking me up, for holding me. That sounds like a soulmate. Yeah. That's really funny. Oh, I love the sun. I really do. I, so yesterday I was at the beach and nice. I was laying down and okay, I really want guy friends. Like I have all my friends are girls and I don't think I've ever had when I think about it, I'm like, have I ever had guy friends that were just friends? I think it somehow always turned into something. <laughs> and I'm like, I really like, I would love that male energy in my life as that's a friend. Like, that's like the age old debate. If men and women can be friends. Right. Can they like, do you think they can? I do. I really think they can. I think so. I, 
I think there's always like a possibility of it sliding in one direction. No, but it's so annoying. We're being honest. (laughs) It's so annoying because I really want a guy guy friends. I'm like, I would love to like kick it with y'all and go longboarding together. And I'm learning how to surf now. Maybe we could surf together and like have these really awesome times that we spend together. But have it not be not have it not be like, oh, my God, we have so much fun together. Maybe we should explore this. It's like, no, 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 no. We have so much fun together. Let's do it again next Tuesday. You know, like, yeah, buddies. I just I want to be buddies with these dudes. And I was at the beach yesterday laying down solo day. And this guy is walking. He's I I look over and he's like walking in my direction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck, please don't like come. Please don't come talk to me. I really just want to have this solo day. Yeah, but I made I made eye contact with him and I smiled like it just kind. And right when I made eye contact, I was like, damn it. Why? <laughs> you shouldn't have done it, Valentina. And it's funny because he was like, hey, what's your name? He's like, do you mind if I sit with you? And I was like, OK, it just caught me off guard. But I'm like, um, yeah. OK. Yeah, sure. And we ended up talking, hanging out and through, he was asking me tons of questions, like really getting to know me. And I was like, kind of giving half answers, half, half, not being like, why, like, why are you here? How do I like kindly have my solo day back? And he, he, he's like, I wasn't even really planning on We later on during the conversation. He's like, I didn't really, wasn't even planning on coming to talk to you, but you made eye contact. So <laughs> it was like, oh, she's friendly. Let me come. I was like, okay, I knew it. Somehow in the conversation, we started talking about dating people and I like went out of my way. I was like, oh, yeah, he was talking about dating apps. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get him. But, you know, I am just not dating. I am on purpose not dating right now. <laughs> and he was like, OK, OK, I understand. <laughs> he literally said Did that. Did he say that? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know me. Like, I mean, I think us, we have a like, we're not slick. Uh-uh. We're not smooth. <laughs> We're like, how do I say this? I'm going to just say it. And it's probably going to come out more intense than it needs to be. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, on purpose, not dating, not what I'm trying to do. Love having friends right now. <laughs> this is where I'm at. He's like, okay, friends okay, are the best. <laughs> yeah. Buddies, buddies, buddies. <laughs> and we keep, and then after I said that, and he was like, I understand Then I felt my heart kind of loosen up a little more and my guards <laughs> going down because <laughs> before I'm, I'm like, you know, I don't want to be too, too loving and too open and too whatever, because he might mistake that as I. Um, oh, yeah. Or you're flirting or something. Or I'm flirting, you know, mm-hmm. I think before I was kind of just acting like kind of bro He was like, <laughs> what up, dude? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's like, are you having a good day at the beach? I'm like, mm-hmm. like, just very not me, not like Valentina, open, smiley, whatever. Anyway, he once yeah so my heart started opening up a little bit more and then we actually like i'm like he's so cool like he's so cool <laughs> remember that thing i said <laughs> no but i was like oh my god i think this could be it i think him and i could be friends so i'm gonna try to cultivate this friendship that's <laughs> just friends oh god no no no. because i'm this i'm really not not at all not at all wanting to date not I'm like really in my single focusing on me right now and he's a lovely dude but I I think it would be super cool I think it's really cool to have that male energy in your life where you can 
get a that masculine perspective on things and not just always get, you know, I agree. Your girls. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, you know, not all guys, but in general, when I've had guy friends, it like you get a different type of humor that comes in and things are a little lighter. Not to say that girls can't be light because I have tons of girlfriends and we crack up and we have so many moments that are light, but it's just a different way of looking at things. Yeah. Um, that's sometimes the overall bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with girls, we can we're very detail oriented. Not yeah. always. I know it's a generalization, but we do tend to be a little more detail oriented. So it's kind of cool to get that perspective. That's a little more like broad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love that right now. And something that I want to cultivate this year too, is just different friend groups, different. Cause I would love to, again, go longboarding with someone and not a lot of girls. I haven't met a lot of girls out here who do that. I know for sure they're out there, but I haven't yet met them. And I see a lot of dudes like at the skate park and doing all of that. And I'm like, how cool I would like call up my guy friend. We go longboarding and we like just shoot the shit and then peace out. You know, yeah. we, want, we want nothing more <laughs> from each other. I wish you the best on that journey. Dreams. <laughs> this is what dreams are made of. I pray. Pray for me. I also uh, hope he never listens to this podcast. I but I didn't tell him. I'm also very like wary of who I tell that. Do you tell everyone that you no, it takes a while before it, like it I don't while. I don't usually like to lead with the fact that I have a podcast. Well, they ask you like what do you do? And you're fun. Um, whatever. I'm a therapist. Yeah. Same here. You know, later on I'll be like, yeah, I also do a podcast. Same, same. Same because but- I'm like, what no? You don't get to hear all of my ups and lows before I even know what your favorite color is. Yeah, you know, I was watching Euphoria and uh, one of the characters on there, I forget the name of this character, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. But he was talking to to the girl and she was like uh, to a girl and she was like, you don't have social media like when you're starting to date somebody or if you're interested in somebody, you don't want to look them up and like learn about them. And he was just like, he's like, nah. he's like, I'd rather do that in real life. Um, because when you're kind of finding out who somebody is through the internet, you're getting the scraps of who they are, the scraps of what they choose to put out there versus peeling back the layers, which is what happens when you organically get to know somebody. So unpopular approach, I think for our generation, because a lot of people like, people like to Google each other and find out, you know, even before they go on a date. We do too. I'm like, I, I, can't help but want to know that like I think literally my ex who we were together for years and years I think I told him this but before I met him I met him and then right up before we ever talked again I the girls are should be in the fucking FBI let me tell you because I somehow found this man out of like, I don't even know. I don't even know. I went on a whole Google search, but like, we want to know. We're like, okay, who are you about? Do we have any mutual friends? What are you like? Who, like, you want to prime yourself before you see if it's worth, I don't know, or just like going with some information. I feel like most people are like that. I kind of feel like a unicorn when it comes to that. 
I don't like doing that. I, so it just depends. Obviously if it's like somebody totally random and I don't have any context clues about them, then I might just for my safety. (laughs) But if I like, if we met amongst a group of friends and like, I see how you interact with other people and like, if there's enough context clues for me to be able to trust my instincts about who that person is, I'd rather, and some people might think this is naive, but I would rather let them show me who yeah. they are in a, in, in like the real visceral real life, right in front of me kind of way. Um, I don't like to, I'd rather not prime myself for what to expect from somebody. Yeah. I like the experience of having somebody kind of reveal themselves to me and peel back those layers. Like when that character in euphoria said that I was like, yes, that's the thing I've been trying to describe. Um, but you know, a lot of people, it can be like a safety thing for people too, to, yeah. to Google each other. So it might be a little naive, but it hasn't, it just, it's, it's kind of old fashioned. I'm kind of old fashioned in that sense. I think uh, more people would agree with you than not. I think, cause I, I even agree with you. Yeah. I think like we all want to be like that and we, and a big part of us is like that. Yeah. And then also there's that part of us that's like, oh, I'm so curious. Yeah. I want to like <laughs> see what they're about, you know, but that yeah. even with the my new friend, I he was like, are you on social media? I'm like, not really. <laughs> I'm like, I'd like to connect in person more. And he's like, OK, good. Me, too. I'm like, word, because again, too, I'm like, I don't. Social media is is real and it's not real. I'm so grateful when people don't lead with that question. Yeah. When like you don't ask me about my social media until a good few hangouts in. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even if people don't ask you, like they'll probably still take a look and peek around. Yeah. Again, I'm kind of a unicorn when it comes to, I'm like a strangely not curious person, although. No, you're not curious at all crazy. <laughs> Paula does not care for the juice ever, <laughs> which is crazy because I'm a therapist. And so people tell me like their deepest life stories. Maybe that's why maybe, maybe that's having that temperament kind of sets me up to do that in a very non-biased way. Yeah. Because I just, I let people kind of reveal themselves. I ask questions, but I also let people like in therapy, therapy speak. Like I'm going to be asking you questions, but you have like please honor any boundary or anything you don't feel ready to answer. Um, but yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm just not that curious. I kind of just take people for, for who they are and what they want to show me. Never. You don't even have a part of you that I, I ask. no, I mean, I ask questions. I want to get to know people, but it's not yeah. like, um, it's not like, it's not like there's no kind of energy about it. That's like, let me get the juice. Well, I mean, that's different, obviously with clients and people that it's like not romantic. Yeah. There's, there's strong boundaries there. Yes. And, but with people who it's like just a fun bling and they are getting the more like flirty side of you and potential dating, there's no side of you. That's just like, Hmm. I want to get to know them. Yeah. I guess that's curiosity. Yeah. I just like, I could never work for a gossip magazine, but you know, it's weird though. Actually, now that we're talking about it is that I, 
actually have um I love celebrity gossip. <laughs> so actually, I don't know. This is why we're all walking contradictions. It's like there it's hard to like Maybe it's just like certain people that I'm like, oh, you're an entertainer. It does. Like- it's it depends on it's on the um the situation. It depends on it's it's not a black and white answer. It depends yeah. on the situation. It depends on what you're doing. It depends on who they are. It depends on where you're at in your life. It depends on like a million and one things. Everything. Everything, everything comes does. back. Everything comes back to a paradox and a mystery. Everything. We are such case studies as humans. Yeah. I mean, if you're tuning into this <laughs> podcast. The conclusion of every episode is really. It depends every time we literally had a podcast episode called the conclusion is there is no conclusion. Yeah. We're all just like I reserve the right to change my mind at any moment on this podcast. Should have like a little disclaimer, like for the (laughs) most part, you know, or not change my mind, but like change my identity, change what I like and what I don't like. And I think just it's really easy to. And this is why it's hard for people who are in the public eye. It's really easy to want like really strong consistency from them. And they're not allowed to change their mind. And they only showed you this version of themselves for so long. So when they change, it's like, you're a fake, you're a fraud, you're, you know, and in real life, it's, I think we have to give each other a little bit more grace of we're all changing. We're all evolving. We're all learning new things. We're all gaining new levels of self-awareness. We're all learning the different parts inside of us. We are all navigating at the same time, just because someone is in the public eye doesn't mean that they, it doesn't mean that they have it all together and everything is all figured out and it's solved. Yeah. Yeah. As you're saying that I am like wondering, I'm like, why why are we like that? Why do we want that? I mean, I still tune into um, every time I go on Instagram, like one of my pit stops is Kanye West and Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got to see like, what has Ye done recently? He's going through it. Send him tons of healing energy. See, and that's for me, I could actually care less about that. Like, it's fun if someone tells me, but I won't go out of my way because that it see it just depends like that level of it feels like chaos to me and my my brain can only hold so much um energy yeah yeah i mean there's so many yeah i mean i think that we the whole spiritual journey um which is the healing journey i re- those really are very intertwined they really are i think I it, like they're I, synonyms Yeah. Yeah, it's so strange. It's so strange how we come here to be human. And then the whole journey is like, how do we heal out of being human? (laughs) You know, because as a human being, our personality structure creates a ton of defense mechanisms to to survive and to kind of make it through this jungle of Earth. but then it's those same personality structures that we kind of develop to to anchor us. If they become too overarching, they tend to, it becomes like the snake eating itself. They they if we lose balance into our personality, it if it gets too strong, like our sense of who we are, if it gets too strong and we're too attached to this idea of this is me, then we become defensive about it. 
and we don't give other people a right to be malleable either versus like, so we develop these defense mechanisms, but then to feel better about life, we actually have to learn to hold the defense mechanisms and every aspect of our personality very lightly. And that is the spiritual journey because you're going back to nothingness. Yeah. So it's this dance between like existing fully as a human and constantly returning back to the nothingness. Yeah, definitely. For me, it feels like the so I really love and I always go back to Danielle Dillard. I forget what her Danny Day. I think that's her. Oh, yeah. She was on our podcast. Yeah. But one of the things that one of the things that she says is let the human have the experience. Yeah. And I love, love that because for me, this human journey is the way that I look at healing is healing is loving, learning to love. Healing is learning to love all of the different parts of ourselves and not trying to heal out of it, but loving it until it naturally does not need to be there anymore or it alchemizes into something else or it melts away. And I've said this before, like in this lifetime, I'm not trying to be enlightened. You know, I think that we get this picture in our mind that the goal is enlightenment and we start to, and and that can make life feel kind of heavy because you're trying to like overlook these things. It it can turn into spiritual bypassing where you try to overlook these things and you try to like, no, 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 I'm going to only be happy. I'm only going to be happy, happy, happy. I'm going to one love, one love, one love. And like all that stuff, which can be really beautiful, can turn really toxic. And it can be really counterintuitive to be searching for that. Whereas I think if you like allow the human to have the experience and you just love on all of these different parts exactly as they are, as you know, me, Valentina, I'm the healer and I love that. And I'm also super messy and human and I love that. And I also love to get down and twerk and I love that. And I also love to connect with people and help them return back to their hearts and back home. And I love that. And all of that, for me, really learning to love all of those parts of myself and allowing them to show and allowing them to really integrate into each other and accepting them so that they can integrate as one. That for me feels like what it's about. Yeah. You know, that's, I agree completely. That's totally what it's about. That's the whole premise of parts work. It's getting to know every part of who you are and learning to hold it in the energy of love. Yeah. And I think the energy of spirit, I think that's why a lot of us, that's not so much taught as the other side is taught the other side of like, no, you have to be, because again, we go back to the school systems and the systems that are really rigid. You have to be this one way. And, you know, in school, you can't wear tank tops. And because if you wear tank tops, you're going to be distracting and that makes you like not a good student, whatever they're equated. They don't, really say that out front. If you wear a tank top, you're a bad student, but they say like, in order to fit in here, you can't wear a tank top or short skirts or whatever for girls. And then you go into the corporate world and you have to like be a certain way. And in order to exist and be accepted, you have to be this one way. So we get stuck on having to be one way in order to be accepted and allowed to exist. Yeah. So a lot of us neglect that we have a bunch of different parts of ourselves because then there's we learn that those parts of ourselves that are not allowed to express go back into the shadow. And then we start to develop a lot of shame. And then we feel really messy if we're out here trying to present professional, but we're also being superhuman over here. 
you know, um, superhuman, not like superpower human, but very human. <laughs> yeah. And the more that we can accept all of these different parts of ourselves and learn to love all these different parts of ourselves and have blinders over anything that tries to shame any of the parts of ourselves and tell us that if this part exists, then this part can't exist. Mm-hmm. Then the more we heal, the more we allow the human to have the experience and the more we naturally turn to the, you know, un- unity and oneness as a, as a collective. And as the more we spread more love in the world, because the more we allow ourselves to exist, the more we allow others to exist. Yeah. Amen to all of that. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that's true. If we, if we allow ourselves to be everything that we are, we let other people have permission for that too. I think any kind of expectation that we hold on somebody to always be, um, one version of themselves or not change is because that's the rule that we think we have to live by. Yeah. So then like some part of us gets upset when we see somebody, that doesn't have to adhere to the rule because it's like, why, why do I have to do it? And then you don't have to like, that's not fair. Yeah. Something that I love so much about LA is that I feel like it's how it's so expressive. The energy here feels very expansive. I don't think in Atlanta, I ever met one person who openly identified as non-binary or didn't want to claim a gender or, you know, like all these different ways of being. And a lot of that could have, I'm sure was because of the groups that I hung out with. Right. Mm -hmm. But also I think there's a lot more shame in the South and the like Bible belt, not being able Mm -hmm. to express yourself, but I come here to California and that does, I, it does not matter. Gender does not matter what you want to claim does not matter. It matters if you want it to, but it doesn't have to. No one, no one cares. You can, you can identify however you want and then you can change it up if you want. And it's so beautiful because you start to see that that stuff actually doesn't matter. What matters is the character of that person in their heart. And if they want to identifies whatever pronoun is whatever gender if they don't want to identify as any of that if they want to change their name every other week or their hair color every other week whatever it's super fucking amazing i love it i love 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 that that everyone is just like it feels like they live inside out and it's very accepted here yeah to just like pour out your self expression in whatever way you want yeah that's beautiful. Self-expression is healing. Yeah. It's healing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Atlanta is probably a little more conservative. A lot. In that sense. I think it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's very conservative. Yeah. yeah. It depends. You can find pockets and groups of people and communities that are not, but you have to, you have to search for it. You have to search for it. Whereas here it's like it. the rainbow of people are all around. That's beautiful. Yeah. It must be like really healing to be in that energy all the time. It's extremely healing. Mm-hmm. It's like extremely one, one big permission slip. It is. And when I, I had, so the first time I, I made friends with someone who identified as different pronouns than what the stereotypical gender roles are, it was here in LA. 
and my friend identified as, so her gender was female and, and also, excuse me, if I get any of this wrong, I'm, I'm learning, definitely learning. And it's something I'm like learning new. I we've all had these one, this one way of thinking for so long. So sometimes it can take a moment, but my friend, she was born as a female and now identifies as they, them. And at first when they told me that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to try really hard and mess up. And it took a minute to actually really understand, but I, I loved it. I loved once I started being able to call them, they, and then seeing that, that sometimes it can, it can feel really weird if you're not used to it. But once you're in it, you realize there's absolutely no reason why we should not respect whatever pronouns and whatever anyone wants to subscribe to. It's not, a lot of people tend to reject it because it's new, but they reject it because they see it as a threat. They don't understand that it's just new. It's just something that's new and we can all get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so cool. I've always, the, they, them pronoun is so to me, accurate of the human experience. Yeah. It feels very accurate of the human experience because we all have a universe inside of us. Like we talk about parts all the time. There's so many different parts and it's not just like one, you know, for me, I can speaking for myself. It's not like there's one Paula that you see, like the therapist Paula that just exists. It's like the moment I close my eyes and I start doing this work, um, you know, I, I had a client asking me if it was normal to have different gendered parts, like having a part that is one gender and then a part that's another gender. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, all of it is possible. Like they, they're all those energies exist inside of all of us. I was like, I mean, I have a part that's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm, it's like interspecies, you know, across genders, across species, like all those energies can live inside of us. Um, you know, I can going in to my own inner world. I see the, the part that is the part that's a jaguar, the part that is just like an essence, like an energy orb that you can't fully grasp it. The part that is four years old um, and acting in a certain kind of way, like all this whole, the inside out metaphor. I don't know if you've seen that movie or you guys have seen that movie, but it's what pretty movie? accurate. Um, there's a, a Pixar movie called Inside Out. Oh, and it's like all the different parts of the person. They all have different personalities. There's different genders. There is this new? No, it's been around forever. You should watch it. Is it on Disney Plus? Probably, yeah. Someone throw me their Disney Plus username and password, <laughs> please. <laughs> Do you have it? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to mooch out here. Um, <laughs> we can all be friends. Yeah, it's it's a universe inside yeah. of us. So like Love they, it. them. And even I remember when I my friend is trans and before I met them, I was I did I say trance trans? And I was I, I was scared when you're when we're when we are I was scared that I would mess up their pronouns as well. And it's so interesting. It's like I, 
as the, the more we all begin to really show ourselves, I think it's so important. It's just so important that we all begin to really, really show ourselves because a lot, and I said it a few seconds ago, but I'll say it again, a lot of people don't accept the wide variety of the humans that are out here because we see it as a threat. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, for it's, sure. it's a threat to our brain who can't it's a threat to, understand it's a threat it. to the, to the rules that we think we have to live by. But then you go and you write that we think we have to live by. And I don't think, I guess scared isn't the right word, but I was just like, this is new and I hope I don't mess up. You know, I don't hope I don't mess up your pronouns or offend you in any way, but then you put yourself in situations with a diversity of groups of people. And then you realize like, okay, it's not that hard. And the world needs to like open the fuck up because this is, it is not that hard to expose yourself to people who are multidimensional and live their authentic truth. And, you know, when we close ourselves up to any gender, race, sexual orientation, whatever, we close ourselves up to ourselves. We close our heart up to ourselves. That's true. That's a really powerful way to put it because we are all that Mm -hmm. inside of us. Mm-hmm. have little pieces of every lineage of humanity inside of us and every energy that can exist out here also exists in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fully. And this is something that I, me and Paul were having conversations about this and, and just something I think about a lot is even with my own, the, everything that I believe I want to fully embody. I want to fully embody. I don't want to just say it. And even with my own clients, I'm not going to get into a session and be like, let me tell you what's, what's on my mind. And and then, and I'm not, it's not ever going to turn to that, but I want to, I never want to be on the other side of the table or screen as this like, very like, hello, you have come to me and I will help you. And I will guide you. And I am, you know, this very healed, very almost perfect person. And you've come to me because I have all the answers. Like, I don't, I want you to see like the messy wild Valentina who just, she went through some shit. So she's collected a lot of experience and training and healing that I, I want to step in this with you. And I want to share this healing and this experience and my trainings with you and connect with you fully with how I am. I don't want to close myself up to me, to you. I want to sit with you in on the same plane, on the same space, on the same, like we're, we're in this together. That Ram Das quote that I love so much is we're all walking each other home. I, I love it because I fully feel that the clients that I work with in breath work, I, I would, I don't subscribe at all again to that model. That's like, I am the healer. You are the, the, you've come to be healed by me. It's, it's like, I, I learned so much from y'all let's open our hearts to each other. And I want to share this beautiful practice that I have and maybe some of my experiences and it may help you and we'll, we'll heal together. And let's be like really human together and really loving to ourselves and accepting to ourselves and, and unfiltered and open and live inside out. Because I think that that creates more safety for all of us to really just be able to sit together as exactly who we are. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, 
yeah, the, the expert model is something that is crumbling. And I think it's just it, the deeper we go into our own healing, the more that we can embrace that. Like it really should be person to person. Cause it is, it is, it's, it's everything that you just said that, you know, some of us have gone through a few more experiences or just got out ahead of those experiences and went deep into the, the layers of healing that kind of that particular experience or that kind of energy. So it's something that we can pass on. Um, but we've been through it and we'll go through it again. Uh, will we ever, <laughs> we will. And we're going through it now that to, we'll never have any of this fully figured out, but I really no. don't feel like that's the point. The point is just, I think the point is to continue. One of the points, one of the many points is to continue to just learn to keep loving on yourself at every single moment, no matter where you are and keep being able to see the yeah. humanity in other people's eyes. Yeah. So the whole loving on yourself at every single moment is really critical. Something that's become very clear for me lately is that every time that we don't love on ourselves or the parts of us that are wounded, that are attacking us, um, our body is responding to all of that information. Mm -hmm. So every time that we think and you know, we want to get to know the parts that think the negative thoughts where we love them too. We want to learn to hold space for them too, but it's really important because our body registers all of that information. Our body is this like soft animal that whatever, it just kind of like, you know, it, it can end up becoming attacked by the mind and that self hate and self judgment is actually a huge cause of anxiety that we don't talk about enough. It's a huge cause of anxiety because it keeps us in this perpetual cycle of like the body, you know, it gets alarmed. It gets alarmed every time it receives messages that it's not okay or that there's something wrong with us, even if that comes from within. And that energy get, gets kind of wired into our nervous system. Our body's always listening. Always. Always. Our body is always listening. It's, it's always listening. It's wild after learning all of the things that I've learned and remembering how I used to be compared to how I am now, how just clueless I was. And this is why I'm so passionate about my work now, because I know there's some, a lot of people out there that are still, they don't know, but how clueless I was to the connection I, of, of my body and my health, my mental health. Yeah. And I would go through these hard experiences and never once would I think like, okay, let me, let me breathe and ground down. And like, where, where is my, my body at? What is my body holding on to? How can I provide a safe space for myself? And all of these things that we've learned, it would just be like, oh no, something's wrong. I, got to keep going, got to keep going, got to keep going, got to keep going and try to just, and just go straight into survival mode and thinking that, you know, thinking that, or not knowing that the, 
a lot of my anxiety and a lot of my stress and a lot of my mental health dis-ease, I didn't know that it was just coming from an, a disconnected spirit, body, mind, heart, and an unregulated nervous system. I just thought it, the blame was on everything that was happening to me and it was external and it wasn't my body's reaction to the things that were happening, which is, that's essentially trauma. You know, trauma is not necessarily the thing that happens to us. It's how our, how we react to the thing that happens to us. And it's so wild to me that this is not widely taught in doctors and schools and even in therapy and a lot of therapy and, and psychiatrist's office that they're like, what happened to you? Oh, and then they just work on the thing that kind of happened to you without any recognition or regard for the body and how the, what the body is holding onto and how the body has learned to process and react to things, which is crazy. Cause that's the root, the root of it all. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely catching steam. Yeah. Somatic therapy. It's catching steam. Yeah. And I mean, IFS is all about the mind body connection as well. Like it's getting people are realizing like first it was just purely analytical. Then it was mindfulness. And now it is bringing the body. Mm -hmm. It's like the wave of healing that's happening now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so many of these issues, they really begin to it's different. I don't, I wouldn't say like they melt away. They just, they become different when you understand the body. I, st I still have moments that if I wanted to, I could categorize it as anxiety, you know, but I don't even process it or see it like that anymore. I just see it as my body's learned and now natural response to certain things, but I just get to hold space for my body and really ground down and be present with my body as I'm experiencing things and be with her and love her and create a safe space for myself until we're ready to move on. Mm -hmm. I don't just see it as like, Oh, that gives me anxiety. Oh, that gives me anxiety. I'm just like, Oh, we're just gonna be gentle with ourselves right now mm -hmm. and check in and be and, and and that stuff still exists but it's just different. It's, it's different. Yeah. You learn to, the deeper I go into somatic work too, um, you learn to respect the body more. Yeah. You really have to treat it like, uh, you know, it's like a cat. Or a dog, if you're a dog person. <laughs> dog, or it's an, an animals can teach yeah. you a lot about like the purity of our body. Yeah. Um, you have like, it just, you gotta be gentle with it. We have to learn to be gentle with it. We have to learn to be patient with it. We have to learn to breathe into it, to get into it, to listen to it. Cause if the mind is just controlling the whole thing, like the body is going to panic. And if once the body, if the body panics, it's not going to turn out good. <laughs> you know, like if, we're, if the body's panicking and the mind is trying to like out problem solve it and we're not actually going to the body. Yeah. 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 It's a spiral. It mm -hmm. It's the same thing of people, you know, when we are like 
oh, I'm fucking stressed. Give me a drink. Do. Then it just turns into something else. Like we think I'm stressed. Our body's like, we need something to calm down alcohol or whatever food or anything. Anything can become an escape, but TV, whatever, social media, instead of being like, oh, I'm stressed. Okay. Where am I? Like, where am I feeling this? Let me just breathe in. Let me ground down. Let me slow my breath. Let me make sure that my breaths are long and flowy. Let me just put my brain on the shelf for a minute. Let me stop trying to create a conclusion for anything that's happening. Let me just be here. And then naturally we don't feel like we need to escape because we just understand what's going on. This is just how the human organism works. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yeah. important. Somatics. <laughs> this morning I was on my walk and I saw this like thing for Pi Day. Today's Pi Day, 3.14. Oh, and wow. I, yeah. And I immediately was like remembering when my, one of my school assignments was to go home and remember the pie, the number <laughs> pie, like 3.14. Uh, crazy. That's as far as I remember. That's as far as I ever went, but it like, you know, it's got like a bajillion numbers to it. And I cannot believe like I would go home on an, an index card because, you know, if you fail, then you're screwed. You bad assignment, bad assignment could lead to like bad life essentially is what it will go into, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going home and just studying this stuff and being really stressed about it because my memory and whatever. And I'm like, oh my, my kids will, if I have kids, they will never step in to a traditional school. This is crazy. Like that is what y'all had me stressing about learning pie. Why did like my, I not how to protect the earth, not how to learn to communicate with my body now, not how to learn any kind of self-awareness, not how to wild. <laughs> wild. I know. It's funny because it's so crazy. Yeah. I'm like, it was so unnecessary for me to stress out about, um, algebra, <laughs> you know, adva- advanced algebra, not necessary. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. But something, I don't even know what time it is. Are we keeping track? One of the things that we wanted to just, I guess, touch on today. Mm-hmm. So this week I had, um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you will see that Tommy, my beautiful niece dog, she was run over by a car. I couldn't believe that. And we were at a rally for Ukraine that Yana put on. Yana is one of my best friends who is like a sister. Basically, we grew up together since we were 12 and she put it on. She's Ukrainian. Oh, she's already her, her whole family's in Ukraine. She's already dealing with. Literally, there is a genocide in, in her house right now. And we put on this rally. Then at the end of the rally, this you know, Tommy is walking and she's like, she had stayed with me for the past. I take care of her a lot. So she love her. I love her. I love Tommy. Tommy's my baby. And we had just spent like four days together. So she hadn't seen Yana and her boyfriend Wells in a while. And so she's being extra playful, extra runny, extra whatever. And Wells goes, she was walking, she was walking towards the street and Wells goes, Tommy. And she even, she got extra playful and walked off the curb. And at the exact same time, a car 
like hit a right and just, I mean, I, I just remember like, I, it was so fast. I just remember I see Tommy like go out from under the car and Wells runs and he picks her up. And I literally was frozen. I was frozen. I was like, what do you, what, like, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't, I was like, what did I just witness this camp? My brain couldn't accept what I had just seen. And Tommy was wailing like a child. She sounded like a literal like baby wailing over and over. She's not even 10 pounds. She's tiny. She's tiny. And that entire car. And I like, she was just limp and wailing like a baby. And I, after, yeah. And even after that, like I was having, I could, my, my mind and my body would not accept what had happened. Like it couldn't, it, I was just frozen. And I was having moments where I was having like PTSD moments, even the next day where I would just be sitting there and then I would like see it and my body would viscerally react. Like I was reenacting it over and over and over again. And like, I was in my sleep and all of a sudden I would like curl my, my hands and my toes. And it would like, I'm like, Oh my God, like a, and you texted me and you were like, how are you doing? And I'm like, my, I'm having a very hard time accepting what it was happening. And my mic, I just kept reenacting it over and over and over in my head. But one of the things that happened was when that happened, um, we, there was this guy who was sitting next to me and him and his girlfriend and they started Wells and Yana ran to the vet and they just started talking to me and they looked me straight in the eyes and they were just tell like they were, I don't even fully remember what they were saying, but they had just like, they were with me. They were with me and they would not stop looking at me in the eyes and just talking to me and being like, even talk like she, not even necessarily like she's going to be okay, but just letting me talk. I was like, I love her. I love Tommy. That's my baby. And they were like, yes, yes. Like just allowing me holding that space. And I couldn't even, I was shaking. I was like fully full body shaking. And I remember afterwards, I'm like that. Thank God for them. Thank God for them. I feel like they held that, they held down the space for me so well. And it made me think like how we should all have some kind of knowledge on how to hold space for anyone in case we see them in a traumatic experience or potentially like having flashbacks or PTSD of any kind of trauma. And for me, what was really important was the fact that they held my gaze, they held eye contact. So they kept me really, really present. And they, were by my side and they remained completely calm. Like for them, it was not an emergency that they had just seen a puppy get run over, which I'm sure it was internally. And when they got home, then they dealt with it, but they had no connection to Tommy either. So I think they were able to hold it for me and they just held down. They were rooted. They felt rooted, looked at me in the eye and just like calmly spoke to me. And I'm, and that is one of the ways that we can help people if we see them going through any kind of traumatic experience or any kind of shock or any kind of even panic attack, anything where their nervous system is just like freaked out. Yeah. Just making eye contact is really important. Not 
not trying to give advice Mm -mm. in that moment, reflecting back to them what they're, what they're saying, but also mirroring a calm nervous system. So So calm. That's wild that they knew how to do all that. I know. I was like, will you marry me? Like I (laughs) fell in love with them. (laughs) How do they know how to do that? That's impressive. Yeah. And I think just, I I honestly think that was like their natural, like this dude was so chill and his girlfriend was so chill and they, they didn't say this. And this is something you can say, but they very much conveyed it was we are here with you. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 Cause I felt, I felt, I felt their presence. Yes. And they, they just sat with me. His girlfriend even lit up a cigarette. Like she like, just like, they just, they were with me for the rest of the night. Yeah. Just talking to me. I'm like, they're yeah. Not, I was so thankful for them. That's really, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is make sure that like, if you're going to be there for somebody who is actively experiencing a trauma or panic, um, to be as calm and steady as you can be. Yeah. And hold their eye contact, remind them that they're here with you. Yeah. Or let the person feel it. Um, just tune in, tune in. They weren't trying to give me any advice. And I, I kept wanting to ramble. Like I was just, I kept rambling, rambling, like, like, I'm I'm like, Oh my God, that's like my best friend, Yana. That's Tommy. I was just with Tommy for five, four days. Oh my God. Yana's Ukrainian. She's dealing with one more thing. Like my, like, just like everything, like everything, everything was just like puddling out of me. And they were just sitting there like, fully engaged, looking at me in the eyes, like just listening until eventually I attuned to their nervous system. Yeah. And mirrored them back. And then we were at a space where I was like functional. Yeah. That's amazing that they were there for you in that moment. Yeah. That that can make such a big difference. Yeah. You know, so it didn't end on a total, like there was light there. Yeah. Yeah. Just being able to be there for each other, I think is such a, an important skill because if we let ourselves get fired up and angsty when someone else is fired up and angsty, that doesn't just like accumulate. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's leave our bodies. Yeah. That's why, you know, attuning to our own nervous, tuning to our nervous system and taking care of it on a daily basis to the best of our ability is, is so important. So we can mm-hmm. kind of be the space holders for each other. And they weren't really, yeah, no, it was amazing. It was amazing. I'm so thankful for them. I'm so thankful for them. And we have, um, we have a GoFund. The, the bill is crazy. It's yeah. like close to 30 something thousand dollars. Wow. With, with her insurance. So if anyone wants to donate, I'll put it, the link in the bio to help with her expenses, but the good, amazing thing is that she can, she's going to walk again and oh she's not going to need a wheelchair, any of that. Yay. So that she, she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. Yeah. She, was, she had three surgeries over the weekend and she, she, yeah, a few surgeries. And now, like, I think Yana's picking her up today, actually. Oh my God. Yay. Thank goodness. I couldn't believe it. The thing that went through my mind was like, 
how like if you saw my Instagram stories, the sequence was crazy. It was crazy. It was, it was crazy. I was like happy, happy, happy. I'm like, oh, oh. with Tommy, what? with Tommy, not even just yeah. me on my own. I was like, happy, I know like, going to the rally with Tommy. <laughs> me I and know Tommy at the rally. People Next holding one. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy just got run over. And I'm like, the life can just shift on you, man. I mean, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> that, that's what scares people, you know, that's what kind of keeps anxiety alive. Yeah. It's like uncertainty. Ah, but we have to find a way to, to make peace with that. You know, or how to it, accept it. How it helped me is that like, it, I mean, I was just stunned how quickly life can shift on you. But after the health flare up, the pretty intense health flare up that you guys heard me speak about a few podcasts back, what happened to me during that time was a love. I got, I was made so still and so present by this thing that all the distractions went away. My and I was made raw. It felt like I was, my heart just split open to my pain, my real pain that I was going through. Like at that point, it was no longer, oh yeah, this thing that I'm dealing with, but you know, I'm good. Cause I'm able to, to work through it this time. It was like, no, this is painful for me. Like, this is actually really hard for me. And I really deeply sat in that. And then at the same time, I also began to see how, when you get to this level of deep presence and presence is the only thing that really comes through because we get distracted so easily in life. But when you get to this level of deep presence, it is impossible to ignore the pain of others as well. And it is impossible to ignore what other people are going through. I think when you're walking down the street and you see a homeless person, you just, it becomes, and this is so sad, but they're like, they just become like a staple of, of what you're used to seeing of the city. There's homeless people. Okay. You keep going and you think, okay, there's a war in these countries, but that's how it is. There's a war in these countries and you keep going. And, you know, there is now a law passing, which had actually got revoked, but during that time, it was like, there's a law passing in Texas to, to parents of trans kids were being like reported for like, like some crazy shit, like they were being removed from their homes. And typically you see all this, this news and you can scroll by and keep going. But when I was in that moment where I was, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't have any distractions. And I was at a level of presence. It was like having to process every, like, I couldn't help it. I wasn't going out and seeking like, what else can I process? It was just like, all these things were really being made present to me. And it is impossible to ignore the pain of others when we become extremely present and we take away distractions and just tying this back around to how life can easily switch on you during that time. I, my heart was ripped open to the humanity of other people and the pain that a lot of us are holding on a daily basis, the things that we're dealing with and how we're all holding something and you never know what anyone is going through at any point. And since that time, like I have not closed up. I have like, I'm still, I still feel very ripped open. Everything makes me cry. 
And because I, I like, I, I feel like I look at someone in the eyes and I'm like, they're like their humanity. Like, I know that you are holding things right now as well. Just like I am just like they are. And like, I will not ignore any side of you. And if there's anything that I can do is like, love you and open my heart to you and acknowledge you and see you. And like, I was going through, I was driving to, when I was driving to the beach yesterday and I was at a stop sign, this, I gave this homeless guy some money and, and some food. And he was like, um, oh, by the way, my name is Ray. And I'm like, I love you for telling me your name right now, because yes, like typically we just like here, take money and we go. It's like, what about like, how can we humanize each other more? And how can we really see each other more and like, just be with each other more be. And when we see each other, not just like another person and they're just a staple of society is like, they're just like, I see a tree. I see a person. It's like, no, like my fellow brother and sister, I see you. And my heart is, is, is open to you with so much love because we are all holding our own pains as we continue to walk each other home. And, and now I will loop it around to the, the, why it's, I don't have a lot of like fear with life shifting so much as I, as I just, this is how it goes. And I understand that it can happen for me just as it can happen for you. And I don't know who it's happening to, and I don't know when it's going to happen to any of us. So the only thing that I can do is just provide a little bit of love and a little bit of presence and grounding. Ooh, when that I'm- reminds me. That reminds me of um, East Forest has this track. If you guys are familiar with East Forest. Love East Forest. Um, and he, in the track, it goes something like this, where he was like, we all on this healing journey, we're all kind of burning the flame of suffering in a way. And when one part, when one person does it, I'm putting this into my own words, but when one person does it, you're doing it kind of, you're doing it on behalf of humanity. And so when you see somebody that's going through a particularly tough time to take a moment and thank them, that's gonna make me cry (laughs) yeah because (laughs) I have no idea why that made me cry because it's so real yeah but to to thank them for burning the flame on behalf of all of us I think we're all we're all here kind of alchemizing these energies together (laughs) We're alchemizing. We're alchemizing the suffering into love. Yes. And every yeah. day that we wake up to do that, we do it for each other, you know, because the more that you go into that path, the more that you can like r- ripple that energy out and that presence out and that love out. And the more that you can hold all, every part of you with love, the more that you can hold other people with love. And when other people are held in love, you're showing them that it's safe to feel. And it requires feeling in order to create that alchemy, to burn that pain, to burn that, to like, yeah, I mean, fire is like what I see. It's just kind of like transmuting that energy into love. Um, 
you know, as you go on this healing journey, this spiritual journey of being human, the more you heal, you don't feel less. I think when you first get started, you think like, oh, I just want to feel good all the time. Like, that's why I'm doing this. You don't feel less. You feel more. But your capacity to hold it becomes greater. Mm -hmm. And you learn to be human. And you feel you you feel the joy even gets deeper because the sadness gets deeper, but it, yes. it's not in a way that it brings you down. It just creates depth to hold more of it. And when I was on a walk or a hike with my brother, when he was here, we were talking about everything that I was going through. And I was saying, I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel sorry for myself because I feel like this is a thing that I get to hold for us us as in humanity. This is the thing that I get to hold for us when I come down to earth in this incarnation. And I know I have friends who they have their own things that they're healing and they get to hold, whether it's the death of a parent at a young age or these things that just feel super unfair. The, like this is, if this is what I get to hold for us and help alchemize it, then thank you. This is what I get to hold for us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. a way it's like, if this is, yeah, it's almost like my, I'm trying to find the right words. It's like not an my, exchange. My Dharma, my, my Dharma. Yeah. Like this is, I don't know. This is the, I guess like the suffering that I get to suffer on behalf of all of, of the collective and not that I get to, but it's kind of like, Hmm. I hope that this is making more sense. And sometimes it does make more sense than I think it's making when I it go back sense. and listen to it. But yeah, I'll just, I'll leave it there and just pray that it does. But when I'm, and that is how I feel with everyone around us. It's like, we're all, we're all holding this thing. We're all healing this thing, but it is, it's for each other. It's for each other. Like we come here to alchemize whatever the dense, and dense energies and the heaviness is for each other. And, and when I see someone in pain, they're not, it's not an other, they're not another person separate from me going through this pain. It's like, I will hold you while you hold this pain. I will hold you while you hold this pain on, on behalf of the collective on, on, in your journey. This is what you've been given on your journey. And how can I sit here and hold you while you hold it? Yeah. Because we are so connected. We are so connected. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why everything is making me cry now because the level of depth of like things that I can hold right now is like the universe. It feels like the universe is like, and right now you're going to go through a period of being very raw. We need you to feel. The universe is asking me to feel a lot right now. I spent the entire Saturday crying. The entire Saturday, I've never spent a whole day crying on and off, on and off. Of course, it wasn't like 24 hours straight, but it was just like, oh my God. And then I got pulled over by a cop and I cried to him. <laughs> I was like, I hope these tears work to my benefit right now. They didn't, he could care less, but like I, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're feeling there's a lot of feeling right now. There's a lot of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel it too. Things feel a little more raw and that's yeah. good. 
I feel the un the the oneness more than ever, and I think that it's why I feel more raw because it's. And for a while, it's not been just about me. I have felt the like very connected, but right now it's like, no, we really are. We really are. This, this is not just happening to me. Like now I really want to take care of me for you. And you take care of you for me kind of thing, because mm-hmm. even though I'm holding this pain, this, this pain, if I, if I don't hold it and heal it and love it, we'll go out into you. And while you hold your pain and love it and heal it, let me also love you while you do that. So, you know, it doesn't like um, twist itself up and go out and and hurt the rest of the world kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Whatever we don't love on inside of us and um, soften up to inside of us, we fight. And whatever we fight inside of us, we end up fighting outside of us too. Yeah. And suffering gets amplified. So, yeah. Yeah. And it makes me, and I've done this. I've done this for every time I think I'm like, this is something new I'm going through. Even like my walking. I literally forgot that I've been walking until you said that you're like, you've been walking your whole life. I'm like, you're not wrong. I thought, I thought this was new, but I am. I've done this for a while where I'm like, I feel like so much deep love for people that I love that I just want to text them and be like, I just want to let you know that I like fucking love you and thank you for being a part of my life. And, you know, even if we don't talk a lot, like you've just been such a pivotal part of my life. I have anyone I've ever come in contact with and even the people I don't come in contact with. And I want to, and I want to do that. And it's almost like that is kind of painful sometimes too, because you can't, you can't always go around. (laughs) You can't because there's even like my ex-boyfriends. Like, I want to be like, Hey, I love you. And it's like, that's, you can't do that. Can't do that kind of thing. Cause it's gonna, they don't know where you're at right now. They don't know that you're like crying to the universe and like loving the universe. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to send it out to their spirit energetically and and hope it lands. (laughs) I wish we could though. I really wish we could. Yeah. (sighs) Just all hug each other. All hug each other for sure. Okay, you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for being on this healing journey. Thank you for being on this healing journey. Thank you. We honor you so deeply. Yeah. Thank you. I know that we are all holding things right now. So whatever you're holding right now, I see you. I see you in my heart feels you and loves you and holds you as we all hold each other. Amen. Yeah. And yeah, just remember all parts of you are welcome here. Thanks for tuning in with us today. Thanks for tuning in. You guys, los queremos mucho. Tune in los with queremos us mucho. on, I know we didn't release a podcast last Monday. Sometimes it happens life. Um, but thank you for continuing to, to be with us. On most Mondays at 6 a.m. <laughs> EST. Yes. And stay tuned because Paula will let you know when she begins taking more clients. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm currently accepting clients all over Georgia. Um, and I will soon open up the coaching side of my work so that I can connect with more of you guys beyond the Georgia borders, which is super exciting. That's fun. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, you guys, we will talk to you later.
Bye. Bye.